Yo, 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 welcome back, welcome back, Improv with Hav podcast, we are back family, uh, I'm sorry I left you uh, for a long time, you know, I'm trying to wait to get like really good topics and, you know, really good formats, but you know, I want to be consistent, you know, shout out to the folks who are listening, again, we're at like 215 views, pretty cool for a little over a month and a half, um, you know, we got folks listening right now in China, uh, Hong Kong and Singapore. I think we have someone in Russia too, which is hilarious. So right now I'm in four countries. Come on, somebody. Your boy out here styling. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy uh, that your boy's traveling across the seas, even though I can't right now. But um, welcome. I'm hope, I hope y'all having a, a, a good week. <sighs> October's been crazy. It's been a lot going on. It's been, uh, <laughs> it's been interesting. Um, so I'm going to go over a couple topics, but I'll just update y'all real quick about me. Um, even though y'all see me all the time on Instagram, I'm always acting crazy on there, you know, talking mess, hanging with the homies. But, uh, yeah, you know, I'm loving my job. I'm, I'm, I'm working with some young people. Um, I'm helping them with their personal statements, right? Like I help young people go to college and I give them all the support and, and skills and resources to help them, you know, pursue higher education. Um, and, you know, I look at this program I'm in and I think about like, wow, I wish I would have had this program when I was in, in high school. The crazy thing about my journey between me going to college is that I didn't get that support. Like it's crazy. The program, um, that I'm talking about, it started actually in 1999 Hav graduates in 1997, so I'm seeing all the things they did, uh, they that they do for these young people to prepare them. You know, like the it's amazing, the 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 work that goes in to like support these young kids. Um, and we we deal predominantly with African American uh, boys and, and, and girls, young men, young women, um, going to HBCUs and traditional UCs and. Um, state universities as well. Um, our kids are all over the country. And, you know, there was a time where I really wanted to go to college. You know, I, I wanted to go to USC for film school. Um, I identified early in my life that I was going to be an artist with a social justice, uh, social justice background. And I remember, I remember my folks was like, Hey man, <laughs> Hav, uh, we're not paying for you to be no damn artist. And they basically told me straight up, like, hey, if you're not working with the family and helping out the family business, um, we're not going to support you. And I basically, after junior year, just kind of just checked out of school after that. I didn't have um, the inner strength or the, um, the confidence in myself to say, all right, cool. You know, that's your opinion. But uh, I'm going to I'm going to further my education. I'm going to go deeper. And it's crazy because I was an upward bound. So I was taking college classes at UC Berkeley in 95. Woo, man. Let me tell you, being a, you know, 15 year old, and I'm in college, I'm, in, I'm at UC Berkeley. And the women there are just grown, beautiful. I mean, I was not ready for college. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was a... I was a shy person, really shy, introvert to say the least. And so it was such a huge world just sitting in those college rooms. I remember I felt like 
this UC Berkeley classroom was like a, a, a amphitheater, you know? I felt like I was, uh, you know, uh, in the Coliseum, you know, with, with the glad with Russell Crowe, you know, as my professor. And it was, it was just super intimidating, super, super intimidating. And, you know, but I was with it, you know, I wanted to go to college and, you know, thank God, I think back then USC was like 30,000 a semester, something crazy like that. And, um, yeah, it broke my heart. It broke my heart. And I basically just gave up on school. I wound up going to state. Um, my father passed. And so I, I, I just couldn't focus. I was at Laney for a minute and I got my opportunity to do theater, you know, full time and learn with one of the best grant writers, hustlers in the game, Ellen Gavin, you know, and she taught me the ropes and I got a crash course on nonprofits and you know, how to be a professional artist on stage and off stage. And honestly, I couldn't have got that in college. I couldn't have got that kind of plug. You would have to graduate and get into a gang of debt, you know, <laughs> and then meet them. I actually got the opportunity while I was like 18, 19 years old. And she saw something different in me and was like, hey, Hav, you know what? Can you write your plays and your visions on paper? And I said, yeah. Sorry, y'all. I don't even know why I'm going down this uh, this pathway, but um, this is part of me telling my story uh, with Improv with Hav. Um, the the episode is called "I'll Believe It When I See It," and <laughs> so it's 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 gonna have a double meaning at the end. Trust me. So, anyways, she picks me. You know, she's like, "Hey, um, can you, you know can you?" When I say picks me, she she picks me out of the group of young people who are in this theater program and said, Hav, come here. Can you write down your visions? You're really good at your plays and your concepts. Can you write it down? And we wound up writing a grant together um, and it got us 30,000. And we got to work, you know, do nine showcases a year, uh, work with like beatnik poets. I mean, it was amazing. It was called Two, Two Generations, One Heartbeat. And so I say that um, because for a lot of years I was defeated that I didn't go to college, but I really believe God blessed me to learn how to do community theater, learn how to be a community person. My, my foundation of ministry was working on 24th in York and the gang territory. If you don't know anything about San Francisco, you know, those are the back streets, right? York Street, Hampshire, uh, Bryant, you know, we weren't too far from uh, Army Street. So there's a lot of activity, a lot of gang activity. I'm starting late 90s, early 2000s. So as y'all know, it was crazy in La Mission. But to be honest with you, some of those folks who were gangbanging were some of my biggest supporters. I mean, they would make sure kids that were from other rival areas had no problems coming to my theater program. As long as they were coming to my program, no problems and um i mean they would come to the shows you know they'd be high and blunted and just crazy but they would come out like yo bro that was so dope that was so deep man like thank you and they would super respect what we were doing and you know my my theater group's name was colored ink so that was the vision like i was gonna go to college i was gonna find a writing group called colored ink 
So if you look at those pencils that they click down, right? It's like all these different color pencils, uh, uh, color inks, but it's one pencil, right? So it's like orange, red, blue, green. And so I was the black one, but everybody else was the different colors. And then we would write together and there would be my supporting cast, my personal writing crew. And a friend of mine, my boy Andre Miller was like, hey man, that's a great idea you wanna do in USC, but you should turn it into a theater group. And that's in 1999. So if you can imagine if I would have went to USC and tried to do all that, I would have totally missed the brilliance that was happening in San Francisco, the renaissance of arts in San Francisco in the um, middle to late 90s, all throughout 2000. I mean, it was it was I tell my youth like any Friday night between, you know, what was going on over at Bravo on 24th and York to um, Galilea de la Raza over there on 24th and Bryant to Presida Eyes over there on 24th and um, God, what's that street? Um, Harrison. Um, I mean, then, then there was the bookstores. I mean, there was just music every Friday and then El Farolito's, you know, that would be our go-to, you know, late night we were doing shows. I mean, it was an amazing time as a post high school young adult kid to run the streets and just have a good time you know it was it was amazing and so but seeing what I do at my job man even with that it, it's crazy right I'm a, I'm a college dropout yet I work at a job to help kids go to school and you know, I, I was kind of talking to God, like, yo, wait a minute, you know, what, like, what am I doing? Like, this is an oxymoron, right? Like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a drop out, and I'm helping kids drop in, and I believe what God's been saying to me this whole time through it is that what you missed, you're gonna help young people get, and I miss having a to shell. You know, one of my bosses at the job who goes so hard for my young people, for our young people. I mean, does roadmaps for them, you know, check ins, helps them craft their story. And so she had the genius idea, at knowing me throughout all these years, I would come and I would perform at the BSUs, I would do workshops. You know, my pastor used to work there. And she was like, Hav, I want you to bring in your writing. I want you to bring in the thing that you do to inspire young people and inspire yourself to help them write. And this week, I believe no lie, I, I, I did a poem. Uh, for, for those that know me, um, it's called You're Not an Accident. And that's going to be a whole episode one day. Uh, that poem, the concept of it and what it means, breaking down my life. But it's about my life. It's about saying that it's a it's a it's an apologetics urban apologetics poem explain the science of the uniqueness of you being born versus what God says about you being born, how it's, it's intertwined, right? Like there was, this was only one of us. And I did the piece Tuesday and the young people went crazy. And, you know, I shared one poem and it was cool. You know, it was on video though. So it wasn't live. Right. And I was like, man, that kind of bombed. You know, it's just it's one one person was like, "Oh, that was dope," and, and actually, uh, I'm gonna get into it. So I do the poem, right? One of my other coworkers does a dope poem. She's phenomenal. 
this young lady is like 26 with an, with an album out, a book, website. I'm like, damn, I need to be like you. I wish at 25, I would have had the wherewithal and the, the consciousness to put my, my work out like that. Like, that's amazing what she's doing for herself at 25, 26 years old. So anyway, she drops her amazing poem. I drop my joint and I'm just looking at the chat on Zoom and the kids are like, oh, they're going in. And then a couple of them tell me, they say, hey, Hav. Um, or they say to us in general, the, the, the team, like, hey, we want to create um, our personal statement as a poem. So as you know, when you when you you know you're submitting your stuff to college, you know your, your ACT, your SAT, transcripts, you gotta write the college a personal statement, right? And this personal statement is um, could be up to like five paragraphs, and this is your 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 narrative story, right? This story is saying, hey, why I would be a good fit for your college. This is my life. This is where I've been. This is what I've been through. And this is where I'm going. And I believe your school is a pathway to my destiny. And the young kids said, we want to do that in poetry form. Because I came, I came up with this idea. I said, look, man, I want to do a, a, a poet. I want to do a personal statement slam where all the kids just like slam. They do their poetry like it's a slam. They do their personal statements like it's a slam. And we we give it points and all that kind of stuff. And of course, these kids are getting perfect, you know, as, as you know, for the highest, one the lowest. And these kids were just crushing it. I mean, crushing it. I mean, family, when I tell you these young kids just going in, like, like my poem inspired them to say hey we want to make a personal statement like it was a poem I can't and aside from loving my piece saying that it was really fire and all that kind of stuff that moved me more that I inspired them to approach their college future in a way I didn't even know you could that was artistically based that was poetry based man I'm and then today you know I see him Tuesdays and Thursdays on zoom and um, so I had a couple of the poets, you know, in, in my in my uh, in my Zoom group, my breakout group. And man, they went in. They went in and it was beautiful to watch. It was beautiful to sit back and say, my gosh, look at these kids taking their life, taking their pain, taking their their trauma and turn it into beauty filtering it. it's like sand when you heat it up it turns into glass and that's what they did man they they they, they made their life into a beautiful paper airplane you know and it just it, it did something to me and so again the college dropout helping kids drop into college come on um and so it's, it's just been amazing it's been amazing this journey uh, continually to support these young people. Uh, I got to hang out with some of the boys. We we do this thing um, with a young men, like a young men's group, <clears throat> and we got to treat them to some food, you know, and hang out and just kick it. You know, it wasn't you know super like. Let me tell you what manhood is. We just got to, to shoot the breeze, you know. Uh, we we uh, dropped off some food to a brother who's who's working in the mall, 
and that was really cool. His job was super excited, super happy um, to see like his 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 uh, his college prep, you know, organization that he's a part of coming by to say, "Hey, man, we're proud of you. We see you, man. Here's a here's a here's a here's a Philly cheese, brother." And they took a picture. It was really dope. And we actually wound up helping a, a young person get an application for this store. So it was really cool. And, you know, man, it, it was really great just to hang out with them. And, you know, it wasn't deep. We talked a lot about sports. And, you know, <laughs> you know these are young guys. So, you know, one of the brothers is in a two-year relationship. You know, um, the other two, you know, they act like they're, you know, Oh, we're just focused on school, but you know, they're, they're, they're attractive young men. So we already know what time it is, but it's cool, man. It's cool seeing them where they are in life and, and, um, just hearing them out and messing with them. And, you know, we're going to continue to go deeper and, and revise this amazing program at my job. It's, it's, you know, sometimes the admin stuff gets really deep. It gets really, you know, admin as an artist, as a creative admin is like my kryptonite, but I'm learning how to get better at it and uh, process it but you know the highlight of my job is is imparting to these young people you know um it's amazing it's amazing to see them grow you know i got young men young african-american males getting 4.0s 4.5s it's possible it's possible for our young men most of our young men to be honest with you, um, they have it, you know, they just get distracted. They get, you know, get caught up, you know, lazy, you know, but they just continue to, to need that extra boost to remind them who they are, you know, and what they can do and where they're going to remind them, right. Of their purpose and, uh, and who they are. And so, that's what I do, you know, and shout out to the school that I work at, you know, I'm, I'm getting a lot more acclimated, um, they're starting to trust me, you know, I, I'm, I'm a part of a Christian club, shout out to Frog, Frog, forever relying on God, come on somebody, so I love coming in, tapping in, um, I have my youth pastor come through, and we just chop it up with the kids, man, so I, I'm able to talk about the Lord, Jesus, at SFUSD, come on. And the teacher said that I'm a 15-year prayer answer. What do I mean by that? As a administrator, she can't bring up Jesus' name at all. It's illegal to bring up the name of Jesus in school, right? And But someone else can <laughs> who's not an employee of the school. And I'm, I remember when I met her, no lie, I'm in, the, I'm in my office, right, which is the assistant principal has an office there and it's also the bathroom for the teachers. I did it strategically because I wanted to see everybody. I didn't want to smell everybody's poop, but I wanted to see everybody. And I didn't know that, of course, there was lights in the room, more lights than I, than I, I hit on, hit the switch on. And she's like, Hey, you want more light in here? I said, yeah, absolutely. She, she hit it. And then I said, hallelujah, let there be light. And she starts laughing. Then she says, Hey, are you a believer? And I said, you know, San Francisco, when someone asks you that question, it's almost the same as where you from, homie. <laughs> it can go either way. You know, when someone asks you, you know, San Francisco um, isn't too friendly with Christians. Let's just put it like that. And so I said, yeah, I'm a believer. And she's like, you know, I said, I'm like, yeah, you know, in a in a in a 
in a I want to say anticipatory way of I might have to get into a verbal altercation. She's like, hey, I run a Christian club upstairs. Would you like to come and speak in like 10 minutes? I said, what? Um, Are you serious? This is literally y'all right before the COVID shutdown. She's like, yeah. So I go upstairs. The room is like 40 something kids. I'm like, whoa, are you serious? And most of them are, are Asian and a couple were Latino. And I'm like, oh, you sure I'm going to resonate with them? And they're like, yeah. So I just, I'm just hop. I'm just improv hop. I do my poetry. You know, I, I, I talk my inspirational. I get real with them. And man, they were like, yo, can you come back? Can you come back? And I said, sure. I said, can I bring some friends with me? And they were like, yeah. And we've been rocking ever since. You know, and then unfortunately we shut down after a couple of weeks. So we were up there for a couple of weeks and um, it was beautiful, man. And, you know, the teacher, she works with me in a whole other department uh, helping for certain young people who are truant. And she asked me and during, you know, hey, we're starting up school. Do you want to come back for Zoom for a frog and during Zoom? And I'm like, yeah, of course. And so those kind of relationships you build with people are important. Right. You don't lose those because you just never know. You never know how much those they can expand. Right. You don't burn bridges so fast unless, you know, you never want to walk on it again. Then you just demolition that thing. Boom. Out of here. But I'm glad I'm still rocking with her. I'm glad I'm still with the club. You know, uh, just talking about God and, you know, the Lord, man, it's, it's 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 amazing, you know, on a public school, too. So. Again, she was looking for someone for 15 years to fully share the gospel by saying the name of Jesus straight up. And I was that guy. Some, you know, some kid who, you know, and the crazy, crazy thing about it is the school that I'm at, my uncle and my father went to. It's crazy. And they walked through this hallway that I used to walk through before COVID. You know, they... It, it's it's I knew it was only God that can bring me here. You know, I didn't want to go into that school because back then it was rough. And, you know, it's a great academic school now. Amazing teachers, amazing principal. But. Um, I just think about what I needed when I was their age, someone to believe in me, someone to tell me, hey, man, you're going to go to college. And I was looking at I wasn't went to my storage unit. And I have a, 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 a bin for all my accomplishments from literally elementary school to high school. I don't know why I still keep it. Um, I, I believe someday it will mean something to somebody. Hopefully if I ever have kids or um, I don't know. I just want to leave it. And I just started taking a couple of them out. And the awards I got, honor rolls from, from elementary school, middle school, all the awards, student advisory council. I was the first student ever on the San Francisco Board of Education back in uh 1994 1995 and i look at all the accomplishments i had now looking at what it takes for these kids to go to school i'm like man i could have got paid easy for a four-year university i could have got a full ride with everything i did in high school i just didn't have anybody there to let me know that that what I was sitting on was gold. 
come on somebody the comp the the community um engagement the after school the debate teams the you know traveling i went to uh uh, uh where the where the school is called um charter school and it was an international studies charter school so we traveled all across the world learning you know uh, student exchange kind of stuff and i was a part of some amazing programs you know and i didn't realize that this was all stuff i could leverage for free college education and i'm just pulling all this stuff out i'm like family this is gold like why and it started to make sense because now I have to show young people the gold that they are sitting on. It's a trip. <laughs> like, it's a trip. It's a trip. This has definitely been the year of vision, 2020. It wasn't the prosperity gospel version I thought I was going to see. It's the year of vision. God's going to show me everything. He's going to reveal. And he has. He's shown us our innate true nature in this season. How we prioritize money over health, money over people, lack of safety over people. You know, he's shown us what the priority is of man and who's disposable and who's not. And God's really been speaking to me. I can't say I've always spoken back. Um, there's a lot I need to catch up via prayer and journaling. There's a lot um, I need to tap in with God about. But I had a moment this year about that, about why am I doing this work? Is this like a like a joke or inside joke? I'm not getting God. Like I can't help these kids. I'm not. I'm not a college graduate. Yes, I went to, you know, Biola University, Biola University for an accredited program for a year last year. But that's not, you know, going full time. I mean, Biola is a dope school, but it's heck expensive, way too expensive for my budget. But it's a good school. But I've, I haven't been to a four year. And what I realized when I'm giving these students is what I didn't have, which was confidence and belief in myself. And the importance of them going to school, not only for the betterment of their life and their family, but for their community. And these kids are so dope. When I tell you that they see the bigger picture, that their education just isn't for their claim to have a a trophy on their wall or plaque on their wall, it's for the success of our community as well. Um, so it's a trip. It's a trip. You know, I was totally going to go a whole other direction. <laughs> I think I'm going to do another podcast this weekend. Um, but I want to share this with you. Um, I'll believe it when I see it. You know? I, I, I didn't see the per. I didn't I, like it's a great job I love the job I love what I'm doing um, I just didn't see the purpose in it and I, I remember this year I had a very tearful night like God I, I feel like everybody at my job is a college graduate 
everybody has got their degrees or their masters. I'm like the dumb dude, you know, and I've been battling y'all. I've been battling so much because a lot of my life was about not fitting in, not being accepted. You know, my family black sheep me because I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to be an artist that impacted the world and helped people heal and they shunned me for it. So my whole life has been about um, being rejected and not fully accepted into, into spaces. Even now with, with different artist circles and different things, um, I don't fully, full, feel fully welcomed and accepted into a community. As the Bible says, a prophet is not recognized into his own home. And I, and I was having that same epiphany. And a, a lot of it is probably me, you know, just projecting on myself and the lack of confidence. Um, even to this day, I still struggle with it. I have to speak life into myself because God says it, right? Speak life. And I was struggling. I remember I was just crying one night, just crying. Like, God, what am I like? I feel like I don't belong here. I'm, I'm underqualified. Like, well, what can I teach these kids about going to college? Yes, I've been to college. I didn't finish. And he just showed me. And then one day I said, no, nah, I'm just going to be me one day. I'm going to be me. Like, I don't, I don't, this is what I'm good at. Inspiring people to do things they didn't know they could do. And using art as one of those tools to do it. And... I just, I just came to the workshop and just brought that. And I saw these kids just write some of the most amazing, creative things about their lives. And I said, oh, oh, I guess I am here. I guess I am supposed to be here. And then seeing this this week with the kids saying they wanted to turn their personal statements into poems. Like... It, it 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 humbled me. Even how I do my poetry, I have to revise this piece that I did, The United Accident, because when I read it, I, have, I haven't read poetry in so long. And when I read it, I was like, man, Hav, you gotta like, you gotta revise this stuff. No more rust. You gotta revise. And man, these kids inspired me so much and they don't even know it. Today I'm, I'm 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 sitting, and I never thought you could turn a personal statement into a poem. And then you know what's crazy? We played Biggie Juicy because I I thought I said, "Hey, Tishel, um, would you agree that Juicy is a personal statement?" And she says, "Hav, you know what? We used to play the song just to read it." And I was like, to, to, to show that it is a personal statement, even though he wasn't going to college, it's a personal statement. And how he breaks down the song is like, it's literally like a personal statement. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine, Salt and Pepper and Heavy D up in the limousine. Mr. Magic Moly Mall. You know, because I romp tight, time to get paid, blow up like the world train. Born sinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Man, past, present, future, and the conclusion. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So 
I just wanted to share the story with y'all. I have a motto. Um, I'll believe it when I see it. And that's not always with other people. It's with myself. You know, sometimes I, I have to tell myself, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. But we're going to see it. And I, then I have to tell myself, OK, we're going to see it. And I saw it this week. I really saw the unique call and purpose that I'm in this in this job that I'm in right now in a time where people are losing their jobs that that God's using me to inspire the next generation of leaders the next generation of artists who are going to change the world and he's using little Javier and so um please don't despise that there still is there's still two and a half months and there's still a lot to see for some of us, this, it's time to step in to stuff we've been pushing on the back burner and it's time to seize it. It's time to start believing in some things and it's time to start taking some steps because God still wants to show a lot of us this is the year of vision. And he's not done with us, far from done with us with COVID. So um, thank y'all. I really like, I wish I could show y'all the sticky pad, I want to talk about, you know, what's going on in Nigeria, Shonda Rhimes, Ice Cube, Jennifer Lopez, the, the debates. But God said, nah, I want to talk about this. And I'm just grateful. I'm so grateful. So I'll be back with episode two of I'll Believe It When I See It. God bless y'all, man. Have a good one.